Oh fucking enthusiastic humans. We are enthusiasm.world. A Berlin-based discussion podcast that aims to liberate consciousness by deconstructing modern themes and exploring new modes of existence. A disclaimer, our equipment is basic, our studio is everywhere, we are a non-professional collective of amateurs. That is to say, lovers and students of life with an insatiable appetite for progress. Often strangers to one another, but united as citizens of the universe. I'm your host, uh, I, I'm, I'm this, uh, you know, I'm me. Me! Ah, uh, ego. Ego. This mediator of conscious and subconscious, often tied to feelings of self-importance, has urged us to accomplish amazing feats with the promise of esteem. But what exactly is it? The term is thrown around like confetti in our age of online personas and self-improvement. Egomaniacs, healthy egos, ego trips, ego death. The dictionary offers little clarity, presenting a myriad of definitions that reflect separate schools of thought. Hmm. To unravel the question marks, our group met at Berlin's acclaimed Tempelhoferfeld, which served as a major airport in the 20th century, that is, till 2008 when it closed and became designated as a free-for-all recreational park. As we set up the audio equipment, bicycles chimed past, picnickers snacked, the old runways alive with movement. To make the most of our experience, each of us wore Venetian half-masks, which, somewhat ironically, were intended to mask our egos, enabling us to more closely study or sense them. To what extent are our life stories dictated by this mysterious identity, this ego construction? I'm glad that you pushed it, Alina, because I was thinking... I was thinking too much about whether or not to wear the mask, and that's where we could start the podcast. Maybe that should be our question in the beginning here. Introduce yourself, tell me your name, and also, how do you feel about wearing a mask in the middle of a, a field and in public? Or, what is ego to you? Maybe give both so I can choose one. <laughs> I'm a regular. I'm a regular. <laughs> um, my name is Elina. I'm uh, wearing a mask and um, I enjoy it. I don't know what is coming out of me, maybe some fetish or it's, I had shortly, I thought shortly like, oh yeah, it's going to be weird. People are going to be looking, but that was definitely from my perspective, the ego talking. And now um, I think it's, it will be very interesting. And what is ego to me? It's annoying. It, it prevents me from doing so many cool things in my life. So I believe it should get killed. Um, what am I saying here? Who I am? Just oh. your name and then Hello, I'm Ruben. I am wearing a silly white mask right now. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, like you guys said, I think I was a bit hesitant at first because you're always thinking in the back of your mind, oh, what are people going to think? But now it's kind of cool. And it, I don't know, it's giving me ideas. Like I even want to wear like a whole like like Velcro white suit right now or something yeah. <laughs> and just run around in the field. So it's actually liberating once you put it on. Uh, yeah, it gets like the creative juices flowing and your inhibitions kind of fall away in a weird way. Um, ego, I think, 
yes, it's also annoying, but I also see it as part of our identity and the self. And I think although it can be problematic, a healthy ego is also necessary living in, in this world um, to have healthy boundaries and, I don't know, to be able to say no in certain situations and to stand your ground. Uh, I think we just have, like our society kind of fuels uh, an ego and steroids whereas I think we have it for a reason and sometimes as a healthy defense mechanism so I think it can be beneficial sometimes so yeah my name is Steve and the Venetian mask feels comfortable and fun in fact when I was a child I'd look very much look forward to Halloween because I could be someone someone else it sounds pretty simple to say that, but at the time, it was just a feeling of complete freedom. And I think, uh, yeah, it's conjuring up all those, those feelings. And ego to me, you know, it doesn't really, it's not completely representative of who we are. And in fact, it's very much manufactured. And I think it's just, you know, we're, we're over-presenting ourselves nowadays, and so it's stifling in that sense and we should all be both we should be wearing masks but also ridding ourselves of them that's how i'll summarize that um so well maybe we should uh collect some definitions of ego uh because the thing can mean different things there there's one definition that ego is just or an egoist is somebody who's just selfish but then if it goes deeper and subconsciously ego is the image of oneself that we have right and that we try always to imprint on the world because we see we think we are this person with these traits and these features and this character and but that's just us also thinking it's mostly never what people are really seeing they're seeing somebody something different and then sometimes in life things happen and that make us rethink how we see each other and um, also what the mask does is that it's it's giving us a clean slate because now my understanding of myself or how I s even my facial features that I know like well I imagine are like this because it's just always like yeah and personal how we s how we see how we l how we think we look how others really perceive us even like bigger nose smaller nose or whatever and this is also for me the ego that is doing that so this 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 picture of of ourselves is the ego and when the mask is on the ego is kind of quiet a little bit and why it feels great in my opinion is because because the ego is quiet we are f more free so i have this self-image of myself and um there's something happening around me, an opportunity or, or uh, something, and my mind or I'm thinking, oh, that maybe would be something I, I could do or could be interested in. And then always the ego comes in and said, but you're not that person. Because, for example, I don't know, I w I'm, I'm, let, let's say a stupid example is I, I want to wear this type of dress. But then my ego is saying, but you see yourself as this type of person with this style. So you... So no, that's not you, but who's that's just the ego for me talking. That's what I said in the beginning. It's it's annoying because it's stopping and I think it's a lifelong training of quiet this ego all the time. 
and uh, I think we can achieve and, and get to amazing states when we when we lose this ego and sometimes it's with a mask some people lose it with drugs um, some people have too much of it then it's also like a reflex uh, because in, yeah so it's I think it's just an interesting experience for me so yeah you have some ideas um, yeah I don't really know what to say <laughs> or add to that yeah I think I definitely think it adds like wearing a mask this kind of safety net or something um and yeah i can definitely agree that like the ego for me as well in a way i don't know has stopped me from doing certain things but then at the same time yeah again like it's it's also like helped me in certain situations but again i, I guess maybe it depends on how we each like define ego and f for me it's like it's that balance also of being open but then not all the time with everybody if that makes sense like i don't you know we the world is great but we also don't live in an ideal uh, society where everyone has your best interests at heart and i think when you have a healthy sense of self or ego in a way it, it it's also like a it, like a tool it can be it reminds me of this movie birdman i don't know if you guys have seen that yeah and like how he has that ego and then at one point in the film he says oh there's this voice in my head he's like it's kind of comforting sometimes or he had that line so for me i also have that like sometimes it's actually it's actually good like you know i've dealt in my life for example with certain people who might have been manipulative or you know try to take advantage or are controlling um at that point in time it becomes like a tool when my sense of self steps in and I stand my ground and I'm like I'm not taking that because I know who I am and this is not what I stand for and that in a way for me that's also part of the ego when it's operating in a, in a healthy sense so I kind of I don't know I kind of see it in that way I kind of I would maybe challenge that because um, I'm thinking what you say this this I know who I am I believe that's not the ego so I think it is something that's beyond ego so ego is for me always this um, thing that is just keeping me safe. So e for me, ego is when, when I'm larger than I am and I have a, an idea to do something that's larger that, or scares me or, or scares the ego. And then the ego comes in and says, ego is also like a self-protector, right? So, so it's sometimes even, yeah, don't, don't jump from, the, from that cliff. It's too high or something. So that's ego as well. It's just your, your self, how do you say, your, your, your self-preservation um, functionality, but um, preservation, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, it's a self-protection. Yeah, so self but then also then that jump, jump could have led to something awesome and not to death. So then, and... Um, that's why I think when you say, when you, and I even feel, even with the mass and so, when you said that I know who I am, I believe that's a moment where you mastered your ego and you sh shine through who you really are. Like, And I believe also if we... now because we're trying to reimagine society right now, at this time, we, we are too much... There's too much ego going on in a bad way. So it's the emphasis on ego, even something like social media, this ego push on social media, and um, is, is there because inside we are so afraid so we we nowadays are more free we have more possibilities than our ancestors we have more technological um, 
uh, advantages. We have more money, we have everything and more food and everything. But we are also more scared because we are scared to lose all this. And then we push our egos. So I think the ego comes in like to p put away this fear. And, and, then, and then I even think that then we start searching for purpose like as an ego thing so when when we start oh, i need a purpose in life i need to do something good in life that's ego for me people say if i do something good or, or help somebody i didn't live without a purpose and i won't die without without having a meaning that's ego talking because who cares maybe maybe you maybe your your purpose is just to be and then yeah so Alina had effectively peeled the lid of Pandora's box, exposing ego's underbelly. Asking why one needs an ego felt the same as asking why we need to wear clothing. Sure, there are practical reasons, to protect our bodies from the elements, or in the case of ego, to protect our identities from psychological damage. But if we were to wander naked without fear of harm, how might society reshape itself? If, as suggested, ego prevents us from doing wonderful new things, why not endeavor toward egolessness? What keeps us so attached to identity? What are we so feverishly, unconsciously protecting? Uh, getting back, though, to a few of the actual like, basic definitions of ego, I pulled three from an online dictionary. One is... Plain and simple, it's a person, a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So, for example, this is a boost to my ego. Uh, from a psychoanalytical standpoint, or a Freudian sense, it's the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and unconscious, uh, which is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. And finally, a philosophical standpoint, it's uh, a conscious thinking subject. Um, I think most people take it to nowadays or in day-to-day -day life, we're discussing a, a person's sense of self-esteem, self-importance. And I think that's where we've been leaning so far. Uh, but does it simply connect us to the physical world? Is it, you know, let's talk about it as a tool. Let's get to the root of ego. Maybe, you know, what would ego have been a thousand years ago? Uh, let's go a step further even. Can we imagine a society without ego, or one where ego is much more subdued? So, yeah, that's I love this. She um, said, "Is the ego our connection to the physical world?" And this is, I believe, I think we cannot talk about ego without getting a little spiritual, because I totally believe that. The ego is really, it's kind of like the glue or the, the mechanism in between to, to machines or something that is connecting two really powerful forces. So there's this physical force, everything physicality, everything real and, 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 and mortal maybe. And then there's this spirit force, immortal force or whatever, God or this other part of us, this creator part, this creativity and, and larger than life part maybe we are kind of a, we are kind of an experiment where something that is larger than us puts us into this physical experiment and then connects us like with a um, through through the ego 
So we always, so we don't fly away because if the eagle wouldn't be there, we would dare much more stuff and die much, much, much faster. Or maybe we wouldn't even care about dying because if you think about it, okay, why not die right now? And what? Who is saying no? Don't? Isn't it the eagle? Because oh, but you didn't live and you you didn't see that or you didn't have. But if you like really point into it, what is it? Is it? Yeah. A new layer to the conversation: ego as glue, and the separation of that glue, of our physical bodies and cognition. Elena posited that ego is outdated; that it no longer serves a pivotal function because our functions are changing, reshaping humanity to be less carnal and more thought-based, or hopefully enlightened. Did you notice that the mask made us quieter? I have the feeling that the. The energy is it's much more mellow, and I just have a theory that because the ego is quieting some somehow, or, or maybe be, the ego now is wandering, like, because we always like communication. What is it? it's always like sender and responder, but we when we communicate, we need the instant feedback. So when I talk to you, I need to look at your face to to see your reaction right away. Do you like what I'm saying? Don't you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you somewhere else? And we cannot like we 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 see the eyes, so we even forced to look more into the eyes maybe, but it's um you kind of don't see the, the 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 whole twitches around the eyes and so on and so I think really that's calming down now because now it's getting a little like uncomfortable or I like that feeling. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to add that we are wearing Venetian masks, but they aren't full masks. They're only half masks. So important to note because you can still see certain features of our face, or we can see as we look at each other. It does make that much of a difference, which is, to me, a, a fascinating thing. And how, also how much of ego is tied up in appearance it beckons that question as well. You know. How much ego is tied Sorry, now we interrupted. But how much ego is is tied up in the fact that we constantly need the response? So if I put something out there, an idea, thought, my ego wants to get instant feedback. That's why when I when I post something on Facebook, I'm waiting for the likes. And if they don't come for five minutes, I'm already ah, that was a bad post or something, right? This is the problem with the with the digital communication. We don't get the the instant response. But that's why we invented something like likes, and then at some point. Facebook introduced all kinds of emotional reactions that has a reason because people needed that because once they say something out in the world we we need the reaction some emotional facial reaction um, but yeah but I would like to come back maybe to the to the thing that I asked before so uh, would we be willing to die if the ego wouldn't be there because we could go back to the spiritual being and not be tied in the physical That was a lot of stuff you guys said, so I'm trying to like <laughs> see w see where to start. Uh, well, like I think that question is really interesting, and it kind of goes back to that um, whole theme of the ego uh, as a tool to keep us grounded in this reality. And and I think that's where, like you said, it becomes uh, a protector. And that's why I don't know. For me personally, I've always questioned, you know, the new age kind of spiritual community anti ego war completely you know where the rhetoric is that it's completely evil and that you need to completely get rid of it and i think it it does create that uh, aspect where people tend to just drift and i went through that a little bit where I, like i kind of went into spirituality and then i got completely disconnected from reality and it was interesting but it wasn't 
what I what what I needed in a way. So, yeah, I think like again going back to the ego as the, as the tool to keep us here, to keep us alive, and like you said, to to want things, uh, to want to experience things. It plays a, its role in that, and I think yeah, it's like I, th I think even the definition was that mediator between the conscious and the unconscious. So I see it as that like connection maybe between the material and the spiritual plane. But then again, it's it's like how do you keep your ego in check and and balanced in a healthy way, and not to succumb to society's ways of trying to fuel it into the negative realm via social media. Where and also interestingly enough, um, I, I just remembered a Louis C.K. talk because you were talking about the emotions uh, in our faces, and I noticed that as well. Like I'm really calm right now, and usually I'm really like jittery and stuff like that. Because yeah, you're looking at people's expressions and then your face reacts and stuff so it's like a nice calming effect but um uh he was talking about how he uh, doesn't allow his kids to use cell phones like a lot and why he hates cell phones it's like a really cool talk and he talks about like the element of empathy and how like you know when you're texting or when you're writing on facebook uh like a mean comment or something you don't actually get to feel empathy to the full extent because you have the technological barrier so it's actually easier to text someone like a, something really mean and not feel bad about it and then he he gives a good example that you know if, you, if you're a kid and you say something mean to another kid you instantly see the kid's reaction and then you feel bad so and then you learn you're like okay it's not nice to say mean things to people or to make them feel bad and then and then technology kind of negates that a little bit and deteriorates empathy a little bit the sun fell below the horizon, and kaleidoscopic colors mingled with our moods. Combined with our masks, this had a profound visceral effect. To recap, Ruben just steered the conversation towards technology, an easy but critical angle for ego assessment. He also mentioned the importance not of being egoless, rather maintaining a balanced ego. Though we could have stopped the conversation there and flocked to the nearest self-help section of the library, ah, the web is simply too intricate. One thing I've noticed with my mask, I have bad allergies. So what I've noticed is that my nose is extra stuffy right now. And probably my voice is going to become like this. Yeah, also... Yeah. But I want to get back to really quickly what your... your um, the question that you presented, Alina. So your question was, would we feel the that option more closely uh, of choosing to live or die without ego? Yes, I do feel that way because we would essentially become animalistic. An ant, for example, doesn't have an ego. Well, might want to test that somehow or somebody should test that. I don't fucking, it's probably been tested. It, it doesn't have an ego, I'm pretty sure. It's just an ant. It does, it, it fulfill. That's just my ego. <laughs> this, now this is my ego talking. It's just a fucking ant. Fucking. But then again, an ant does not commit suicide. Or ants don't. Maybe we should discuss the difference between instinct and ego and then also the, the word alter ego. Do you have alter egos, you think? Is 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 your is our Facebook profile an alter ego? Is a, or is is there no alter ego? And the real, as, uh, like you said, I know where I am. So the real me is the spiritual being, and 
then there's this physical alter ego. Yeah. I have an alter ego. It's when I drink too much. And but even then it's not an alter ego. It's just um a, a heightened version of my uh, of all the sort of energetic energetic aspects of my personality. Isn't it just your ego uh, quieted down? So the alcohol is just quieting your ego down and that's why your heightened personality traits or your energies come out. Yeah, but also I'm wanting to be seen and heard and loved. I, I, I'm craving that a lot more. When you're drunk? Or, or what do you mean? Uh, yeah, when I'm when I'm drunk. I, I'm, I, I don't think it's... I'm not consciously doing it, but I'm certainly cognizant of my surroundings and and my place in them much more. You know, um, I don't know. Good question, though, because the ego does dissolve. I mean, this is this is why people drink, right? Is to remove their mask, so to speak. So this is a great question because also I feel, on the other hand, I might be acting out, for example, and being more extreme. Why would I do that? Is that because I've shed my ego or? <laughs> um, I believe that you're labeling it with acting out. This is now your ego talking. So your ego right now is saying, "Ah, oh, I'm acting out. Uh, that's not me." When you so you lower your barrier with the, with the drinking, yeah. You lower your sense of um, vulnerability and all that stuff. And then the real, or maybe not the real you, but there are things coming out. That's why. It says like people say the truth when they're drunk or something. They, there's no barrier because then something maybe you want to be seen more than, but your ego maybe says no because ego is self-image. Maybe your self-image is I'm just assuming, but <laughs> like let's say you as an example for other people as well. Maybe uh, so if somebody when when they're drunk they want when they want to be seen more they're louder and they they're kind of more in the middle of of things and when they're not drunk they're more shy or something maybe the shyness or uh, i think that it's just the ego that is preventing you from being this outgoing person because the ego says hey your self-image of you is a shy person a, a quiet person so stick to to that and because otherwise people might think something weird i think ego is always oh, what might others think Because when you don't care what others think, and that's ha what happens when you're drunk, <laughs> then suddenly uh, um, you're different. And that's why I believe uh, I believe in the truth of alcohol or whatever drug that is somehow quieting it. And then, I mean, there sometimes there are people who get aggressive when they're drunk. This is there are people who get very loving, and there are people who get very aggressive. This is also interesting. Is this their real personality coming out? Then, as you said, maybe we would. Some people would become more animalistic. How about Ruben? Ruben, do you have an alter ego aside from the, <laughs> the mask that you're wearing now? I have no idea. I'm a Gemini, so like, I'm always alternating emotionally. But I wouldn't. I don't think I have an. I don't. Have, I don't think I have an alter ego. But yeah, I just think in different social situations, I guess. Yeah, I still have that thing where sometimes i'm like oh i shouldn't do that or i shouldn't say that maybe so i don't know if that's an alter ego of that's so yeah no i don't think i have an alter ego but then i think you, you can play with that in like creative ways so i think you know you have like artists or musicians and i think sometimes uh for some of them it's actually like a healthy thing to do like there's a, there's a like a, a rapper called madlib and he actually always wears a mask like all the time <laughs> so nobody actually knows what he looks like or like daft daft punk 
you know like they, they're kind of have an alter ego and i think that that maintains like a level of privacy for their like personal life and then they can become this like character when they're performing and then detach from that and like be themselves in real life so maybe f for them it's like actually like a healthy way to keep their sanity and their emotions to themselves and not completely be open with everybody but um yeah i don't i don't think i i don't really have an alter ego but um yeah i wouldn't say also in terms of drinking like i don't i don't really drink anymore but whenever i used to like get drunk like yeah i would like i just became more open because yeah it just lowers your inhibitions and i i think with most people it, it, it kind of like amplifies your true nature or whatever emotions you've been repressing so like i've seen friends who get really angry and then usually to me it's like a sign that they've been holding in a lot of like anger for example you know for me i'll get drunk and i just <laughs> become like really like open with everybody because usually i'm like reserving that because i'm like oh you shouldn't do that or something like that so yeah it's interesting how that like i mean substances in general like people either do them to numb down their emotions or to lower their inhibitions to open up because i think we all experience like anxiety of like being ourself or just expressing ourselves freely i still do like every day you know what i mean so um yeah ego I, you know who hasn't experienced anxiety uh, as you've said ruben it's work you know the upkeep on on ego is work and to that extent i i'd love to have an alter ego actually because you know don't we all need or deserve a break what is how much of society is ego we talked about social media uh, and everyday life and we're talking now about the, the the maintenance required on a daily basis how much of our society is ego plain and simple um, I think that's the grid I think that's the matrix I think we need to control this ego I think because the ego is what's keeping us from I mean okay look if we look very globally and historically I believe that I kind of now we just came up with this idea but I, I, I think it's gonna be a thing I will believe in that the ego is created as this connection between physical and non-physical I believe that it's some kind of um, catalyst between uh, physical and not physical and kind of the things that that is also the the connection between life and death if if we would say death is not real not not death everything's gone but death is just transformation into another form of energy then um ego is just the thing the glue that keeps us on with the feet on the earth for a while and i think it's a historical thing so we came onto this planet at some point and first we were more animalistic um, so we were very physical it was all about physical and i think even maybe this ego started to be developing as a kind of this mediator and the more we we create comfort for ourselves and in, in, in like uh, in the progression of humanity the less we need the physical like we now by now can already just disappear in a virtual reality and not even the physical is just there too so we we as a humanity we are moving away from the f needing the physical we're creating this this world of technology is doing everything for us and we're moving away from being physical 
So now I think as a society, um, the next point for us is to throw off this ego mask um, finally and then maybe merge into a new, new, new th form of existence. And I really believe that ego, this thing that glues us here, is also the, the thing that can uh, release us once we let it go. So this is like ego as, as some kind of precipice, this... this I, I just think as a function that's just past its time so we needed it for the experience here and now we kind of dealing with how to get rid of it or control it use it in a different way Bec and that's why I think this is also the problems we have in our days look the wars we are leading is are not wars on territory anymore we, we, we are not expanding in territory it's not about like the wars the 300 years war whatever it was territory um, and, and prosper now our wars are cultural wars right and and, and, and religious wars and, and wars wars of values so why is that because because it's not about the physical anymore it's about the the, the mental or the, the spiritual now so and what is that like if I'm a terrorist and I, I and 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 I want to be seen in this world, so I kind of explode myself somewhere and kill other people, and I have my 15 minutes of fame. Um, that's my definition of the ter terrorist nowadays, my personal one. But uh, that's ego. I meant something. I really believe that's what these terrorists, these young kids now. This is I. I had a meaning in this life. I have. I did something. People looked at me. And um, so I absolutely think our next problem will be that to solve. When we solve uh, mortality and all diseases, it's going to be the ego. <laughs> Do you think they're doing this more for ego than, than some religious fanaticism? Are we talking about specifically like these acts? Or I think it's both. I think it's more co complex than that. Like I think there's a brainwashing element with, within that. So I think that kind of goes beyond ego. You know, when young young kids get indoctrin indoctrinated with extremist views and they don't know any better, or if you, it's like cults operate, I don't think it's necessarily the ego all the time. Like I don't know, like Scientology or something. Like they'll pick the most vulnerable people and they'll they'll prey on them to to join their movement. Um, Actually, p oftentimes people with the lowest self-esteem, hence ego, sometimes, and then they'll use them as their little puppets for whatever purposes they see fit. So, but but then other times, obviously, there is also people who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this and be vigilante or something, and then I'll be I'll be known um, across the world." But um, yeah, I think in terms of like the the problems we're dealing with i think yeah we're, we were talking about that in that talk that i met you in uh, as well for me like the main problem sometimes with like us as human beings we always look externally and like you said we focus less on like our internal process emotional mental process and because everything we create all the problems that happen in the world come from our, our thoughts our ideas our mind so i think that's the root of all our troubles so if you know but obviously like instead of doing that we're like <laughs> tweeting you know, you know what I mean non-stop or something anything to not like get into the dark parts of our mind um, and just to face it and to see that we, we all have that this kind of like darker nature whether it's the ego or whatever you want to call it so I think if we like yeah focus on, on that a little bit more then that would help us 
maintain a healthier ego and not not to deny parts of ourselves like the negative and the positive you know because we all have it and then through that establish a healthy ego where we don't have to like control and manipulate other people and everybody can just I don't know be unique and different and respect these differences you know because I also don't buy the the rhetoric that because you see in the world right now more and more everything's becoming the same and for me that's a little troubling you know what I mean it's like becoming this especially with young people like often not in Berlin of course but yeah Yeah, like people are losing their tr- tradition, culture, values, family values, and so and everyone's just become thinking, acting, feeling the same, and yeah, or something like that, you know. And like, I don't agree with religion, but it also has its benefits. But to give up everything and not to not to have any belief, and then just to have like a herd of people that um, lose their uniqueness, you know, because it's like you said, like us sitting here. The great thing is that we all have different perspectives, you know. If we lost that and we all thought the same, then what would be even the point of this podcast you know so i i, I think i think different there <laughs> but um that's good so we can discuss i believe kind of the opposite because um i think what makes us unique is when we lose the ego and then we are ourselves and the and what you say culture or uh, like yeah different nationality and and what belongs to it culture mentality is also kind of ego ego stuff it's all boundaries because then i start to if if i'm believing in the diversity of nationality and in the diversity of of, of culture i create barrier between another culture and between maybe another race or whatever so yeah the french and the germans or the french and the english they 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 were enemies for so long because but actually they're the same but why were they enemies just some cultural differences and um differences and i think um that we are going towards something that is more more unique so we're going more towards putting all this yeah we are globalizing there we there's no unique culture maybe at some point anymore no unique country there's everywhere ikea furniture maybe but it focuses more on the uniqueness of each individual person then so It's it's scary, and that's why I think also wars and cultural wars are coming. Some people get um, fundamentalists and and radicalized because they are lost in this open world with no boundaries at all. So they cling to some kind of belief or some kind of group because that gives them. But that's the ego, I think, again. So the ego is always this this thing that's prevent. Ah, you're alone, and no, come on, you need people or you need society. You need a group. You need a belief. Who says that? I believe it's always the ego saying. I still really loved when loved it when you said, "I know who I am." You could totally hear this is not your ego, nothing talking. It's really because it comes very like secure. Because maybe you said you you did this part, you you became spiritual, you became this, so you know, and now you can say, "I know who I am," and I think that's strapped off the ego. I'm totally right now in the stage where I'm fighting fighting this, um, and I the more I learn and try to control my ego the more i realize how deep it's ingrained in me so when i manage to put the first layer down of ego and then i say oh cool i i i'm, I'm free of ego then the next level comes and it, and it goes deeper on and there are subconscious thoughts that suddenly appear once i cleaned up the the lower the the, the upper level and the yeah the onion really uh, the the ego onion From ego glue to ego onion. 
The ego onion could also be visualized as a fortress with many walls surrounding our identities. And what do other people think of me seems to be the code by which we build. We were all in agreement here. One shouldn't hide behind walls. The walls create mixed political messages, sway relationships, hinder spiritual and emotional progress. I took a swig of beer and I felt something tickling my tongue. And I, I spit it back into the bottle and I realized it was an ant. <laughs> so I subconsciously manifested that. Just off topic, do you think ants will take over the world one day with their robustness and their... Because there's so much t t said about ants, how, how structured they are, how powerful, but I'm just talking some bullshit. And <laughs> If they all end up in my bottle of beer, then they might have some great ideas and that could end up happening. Even if just one goes off and becomes a leader, a powerful leader, an ant fascist. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I, was, I, had, I, had some, I had some questions. So what do, you, what do you believe? Who for you is the one with the ego? It's a, a shy man who never speaks out and never um, never says anything and not is not not successful in life doesn't earn much money or for example Donald Trump who is the one with the ego in your in your uh, or the bigger ego or with, with the ego or it's kind of a tough question it depends on the person but i think that's where the ego plays yeah <laughs> kind of well i mean uh, definitely I guess in a way Trump has more ego and more narcissistic tendencies but then it depends if the shy person it's just a, an, another character creation but then there are genuinely people who are really sensitive and shy and then I think there's a slight uh, difference between between that and then people can see it as a as an ego like I, the first example that popped into mind is like uh, a musician like Jimi Hendrix he was an extremely like humble and like very quiet person and that wasn't I don't think that was a mask I think that's really genuinely who he was and then but then I think other people can mistake that and they see some something authentic and someone for example someone actually speaking out and they because maybe they're not comfortable doing so they might say oh that guy has an ego problem or something like that you know so yeah I I, I, I put this trick question <laughs> because I wanted because I believe yeah um It's cool. Let's say also Jimi Hendrix and Donald Trump. I believe both have no ego, uh, or very like their ego very much under control. Why? That because this is my definition of ego. Uh, Jimi Hendrix ha ha has his ego under control in the calmness. Yes. So he is, I think, the positive way of uh, or not was. I, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm I'm neutral for now, political or whatever. I'm just because Donald Trump is such a vivid figure, but. Um, Hendrix released the ego and that's why he can be this unique creator of something amazing that all, the whole world or many people get something from. So he released the ego in, in, in this way. He, I, I still believe Donald Trump also because I believe ego is something that mostly is about what do other people think of me should i say that should i do that no other people will think you're stupid other people will think you're you're bad whatever that's why i believe somebody like donald trump who doesn't 
care what people s uh, think when he's saying stuff. Uh, maybe it's manipulative. I don't know. But let's say like on the outside, it looks like he doesn't care at all how people react to what he's saying. And he's telling his truth, what he sees as truth. Um, I admire that because that is very, very brave in a way. Like to to say things that you believe in, knowing that a lot of people will, will hate you for that. There are political po political leaders or p politicians who don't dare even the ones that many people even i would be more from the ideas from the from what they're proposing would be more on my um, opinion uh, but they let their ego maybe take take the control so they didn't say say some truths that must have been said that's why maybe I don't know. Democrats lost. They they, they they were too too afraid because oh, we cannot uh, offend these people or we cannot offend these people. So we just don't say anything and then we're neutral and then there's no nothing, and then somebody comes and 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 is at least saying one truth that that is at least true for half of the voters or whatever. I don't know. Um, just uh, but yeah. So I believe that's what ego is. Just. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think that's a very very good point, especially in terms of like people speaking their minds. Because yeah, for me as well, like I re I respect like people like people who just speak their mind, even if it's completely offensive or wrong. But if it's coming from like an honest place, then for me that's better than f yeah, like false niceties. Like if someone really doesn't like me, I'd prefer it if they they just say it and then they're like, oh, I don't like you. Like, yeah. Ex Exactly. So, like, if someone just tells me I'm an asshole, then that's fine. But if they keep just acting like, oh, you're great, you know, then it's it's not... I don't grow from that, they don't grow from that, you know, and then there's no conversation. Um, and then also, yeah, I definitely think ego, like, is that. I think ego is, like, a few things, like, in my mind. I think ego is, like, that thing that prevents us from doing that. But then on the on the flip side, as as a protective tool, like, for example... Going back to Jimi Hendrix again, if he had like more of a like healthy boundaries in his life, because ultimately that's what destroyed him, is that inability to say no to people, people who were just leeching off of him pretty much. So I think by that other definition of ego, like if he, for example, had healthy boundaries and a little bit more like self-esteem to be like, no, like I don't need you guys in my group, da -da -da -da, he would have had a clear head and you know, he wouldn't have died completely broke. And but there's also again the question, <laughs> did it, do we know if it mattered to him that he was broke or not? Like, maybe if he lived from his art and he, I believe a little bit in, um, there's a time for everybody. Like, um, I believe we come really to the world to deliver something whatever it is and once you deliver it your time has come and some people manage in their short life to deliver so much that then it's fine <laughs> and um, maybe yeah but I totally really uh, for me Jimi Hendrix is an example for a very a very positive example of a controlled ego like a very an ego that is just only there to just 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 slightly keep him not floating uh, uh, above above the earth because yeah, if you look at Jimi Hendrix, right? Uh, that's the like his whole appearance is not a, it's out of this world. And many artists who are like genius like that, they're like you always have this feeling they're a little bit like as if there's as if they're like a couple of uh, centimeters above the earth floating. And I believe that has something to do with this ego glue. I told I I think 
to come back to our our reason to do the podcast to reimagine society i vote for the fact that there should be like gun control there should be ego control to to make the next step of of real ego police oh this could make a whole movie awesome ego police (laughs) um yeah i need to choose another musical spirit from the same time period jim morrison he's another one who another candle that burned bright you know for yeah right 27 club of course you know he was just he was a poet at heart he started as a film student i believe and through a a turn of events became a rock star and even fled to Paris at the end because he he had become so entwined with the trappings of the ego, which is really what this is about. I mean, he essentially was releasing his his ego or the full breadth of his spirit uh, to the world, but then that sort of set off a chain of, of 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 again. Once you do that, I think you attract a lot of other energies as well, some good, some bad. Once you just completely speak your mind and open yourself to the world you're you're opening yourself to the world so you're allowing all these other energies to flow in and you can be swayed by any of them Ruben pulled us back to his cool-headed advice of a healthy ego with a heavy Hendrix reference Elena countered slightly that a life lived and honest dissolved of ego glue and connected with one's essence is of utmost importance even if it leads to a person's demise Combining these two thoughts, it would be wisest to practice ego control, removing the layers of onion, dissolving the glue, but not getting lost in the process. Having an anchor in something, art perhaps in this example, or community, a purpose that transcends feelings of self-importance, places us in healthy flow. Maybe if we could manage that, we wouldn't need Alina's Orwellian ego police. If it gets any darker, we're going to start... Really creeping people out here. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. <laughs> no, it's it's really fun though. Uh, oh, look at the sunset. Oh, the su- as a side note, there is a sunset. It's beautiful. There's so much more to say to the ego topic. I think we just dove in a little bit, and there's so much, so many perspectives and thoughts about it. And I think since we are running out of time anyway we should stop here with our egos and just because we're sitting in this beautiful just an open field and there are no walls and no boundaries and nothing so this is how i imagine it would be when once you release your ego and then there's this perfect purple orange sunset also and sometimes yeah maybe it helps sometimes to stop and be in this moment and enjoy something like that and then sometimes the ego quiets itself that's very very poetic <laughs> but yeah okay yeah i think that was nice yeah just about ba- i think just a, like a balanced approach like you said enjoying these moments like now when you can like r- release it and allow the ego to like quieten down and then you know when a, there's a moment where you need to use it as like a tool in a certain situation then being able to use it in in a in a positive way in a non uh, like controlling or threatening way but use it use it as a tool because like you said it's there maybe even for us us not to just float away immediately you know um and, but then yeah knowing how to drop our guard and just just be present without the ego i think the, the the key maybe 
to like a healthy ego is just really going inwards and really getting to know ourselves and like all the shitty and the good parts and not suppressing that so yeah last question do you think you're gonna integrate the masks more into your yeah, <laughs> now you interrupted my question and my ego is like no, no, what the fuck <laughs> I wanna know if you guys gonna integrate and implement the mask more into your daily life for example as as a resort to quiet the ego here and there maybe have a conversation here and there in a bar with masks and is it maybe a something it, maybe we invented some kind of tool or a little helper oh, i certainly agree and i think we should include the masks in more of our uh our podcast meetups um doesn't all, it doesn't we don't have to only use it for the theme of ego it doesn't have to be so fitting pun intended that's how you know it's the end of the night and pulling out the subpar puns um but there is something therapeutic about it you're absolutely right alina and it creates a different dialogue as well it quiets the ego and so you have a more honest free-flowing discussion in daily life sure i think it might be comparable to meditation anytime i'm i'm experiencing a high level of anxiety i tend to remember the feeling you know of what it's like being in a deep meditation and just recalling that ephemeral feeling it just naturally sedates me and i think recalling how i feel right now wearing the mask with the sunset and with the the heart to heart nature of our conversation would be enough to to quiet my ego or to provide some sense of calm yeah uh yeah for sure <laughs> i'm just going i think i'm just going to wear this like and go to bed with the mask on maybe i don't know No, I think it's useful. It's weird. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time I wore a mask, and like it's it's literally like really calming even now, you know. And I'm just still curious why only half of my face is covered, and I feel <laughs> way more calm. It still like doesn't make very much sense to me why I feel. Because the eyes are covered, or like around the eyes and the eyebrow brows, which are always like showing emotions, yeah, is because uh, that's the real thoughts and we all are masters actually in reading between the lines or even we all can do that we 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 read much more than just what we hear and understand much more it's how the person com communicates and this is covered and that's why it's so different so the mouth is not the thing that it's really communicating that's just the sound and also i wanted to i wanted to add just the word batman, batman. yeah <laughs> think about it It's it's Batman. It's just well, there there's this this fascination to superheroes, and all superheroes cover their their normal life, and I I feel like Batman. <laughs> I feel strong. <laughs> Be Batman. It's true we felt strong and calm while wearing these masks, but mostly we felt freer and more connected. And that's a significant point that might suggest the opposite effect. So long as we guard our identities, the glue will stick, the onion will thicken, and we will be susceptible to criticisms or increasingly resistant to valuable change. So, how do we loosen our grip on ego without feeling vulnerable? More and more, this appears to be a critical skill for the future. 
as we adopt digital identities, exist in virtual worlds, and eventually face a future where job titles and ownership play a lesser role in defining status, we will inevitably have little choice. We'll have to become Batmen, Batwomen, Batnations. And what sort of superpowers might we wield in our egoless state? If this sounds like a childish analogy, go take a look in the mirror and ask yourself this question in your own style. To what extent am I a fabrication of things I've told myself, things others have told me? If I find that it doesn't serve me, how flexible am I to change? If billions of people ask this question, we could be on our way to a spiritual revolution. Or do you disagree, listener? How can you help us understand and redefine ego? We'd love to hear. VMer, thanks to our members Alina and Ruben for joining, to the City of Berlin for preserving Tempelhoferfeld as a recreational space, and to our supporters and listeners everywhere. We are Enthusiasm.World. You can find us online at Enthusiasm.World, Facebook at EnthusiasmWorld, and on Meetup.com in Berlin. Next podcast will be released in August. The theme? Anarchy 2.0. Tschüss!